Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. Time for another week. Uh, headed into uh, fall camp uh, this week. I'm here with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Justin, big weekend for the Longhorns. Arch Manning, trading card went for $102,000. Gary Patterson is mulling a return to the 40 acres. Colin Simmons went on an official vi- or unofficial visit to LSU. Kobe Black, I mean, Zena Umiozulu. We got a bunch of stuff going on right now. Uh, let's start, uh, uh, Justin, with I think the biggest news. As of Monday morning, Gary Patterson, uh, the former TCU head coach who visited with Texas last year and was a member of Steve Sarkeesian's staff uh, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, is mulling a return to Austin. But as of Monday morning, as we're taping this right now, uh, he has not announced a decision one way or the other whether he will return uh, to Austin for this coming season. An offer seems to be out there for him to do so. Uh, so it's quite interesting. What do you make of that, Justin, uh, his potential return to Texas? And, you know, whether or not him taking his own sweet time a little bit here, uh, what, do you, what do you think of that? Well, I mean, it's pretty <clears throat> on par for Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson's going to do it on his time on in, in anything. <clears throat> I mean – I think it'd be tremendous if he returns, Bobby. I, I think he was helpful last year. Now, granted, I think PK and Coach Choate and Bo and, and Blake and Coach Joseph and those guys, they did the dirty work. But but Gary is is very insightful when it comes to picking apart other teams' offenses. He's very, very influential when it comes to uh, putting together game plans on defenses. And I think that's invaluable. I think last year there were a couple games where you could see Gary – Gary Patterson's handprints on them. I was going to say, was it worth a win or two last year, in your opinion? Actually, I think it might have been. It might have been. And so I think it's good if he does come back. But in Gary Patterson's style, he's going to do this on his own time, on his own page, and especially dealing with the University of Texas. I think it's interesting uh, because he has – Obviously, athletic director Chris Del Conte he's familiar with from his time at TCU. Chris was his AD uh, while he was there. Uh, had a, a pre-existing relationship with Pete Kwiatkowski and even Jeff Choate to some level. Um, and, you know, he, he did not work with the team in the spring. He's turned down other opportunities. He turned down Lincoln Riley and USC earlier this summer. Um, and so I really think it's about him, whether or not he wants to go back and be an analyst again this season. The reality of it is, I think, and you think, I know all of us think that he just wants to get back to being a head coach eventually, and he keeping his hand in the in the in the pie at some level, I think, ultimately helps him. At the same time, his wife is a UT grad; they live in Fort Worth. Uh, we'll see how this all plays out. But uh, Gary Patterson, I, I I'm of your opinion. I think he may have helped them win a game or two last year on defense, and definitely helped the progression of the defense. They've introduced something new that took a little bit. Yeah. And I think they can eat with or without him. They'll be able to bring that into next season or this coming season uh, as well. All right. Uh, big news also uh, in trading car lore. Uh, are you kidding me? $102,000 for Arch Manning's first ever uh, baseball card. I remember buying tops baseball cards and football cards for 25 cents a pack. I, Bobby, I that was hard a long for me time ago. The 25 cent pack was <laughs> a long time ago, Bobby. If you're going to tell me they came in tobacco cards, we're going to check your birth certificate, buddy. 
<laughs> no, I got the little stale gum. But anyways, an interesting note there I wanted to bring up before I go on to the I'm in, hey, I'm in that industry. My my son and I, I collect. My I have a couple nephews that are really big into it. Um, not surprised at all. Uh, Prism is one of the highest level types of football cards. Uh, it's a one of one, which these days, the more rare a card, the more valuable a card. It's not so much that it was an Arch Manning as much as it was his first card, his first autograph, his first, you know, production. And so, again, I'm not surprised. I've seen some crazy stuff happen in this market in the last three years since COVID. The, the hobby has really boomed. And so for Arch Manning to, to do that, listen, Panini's smart. They have lifetime deals with Patrick Mahomes. They have lifetime deals with the Kobe Bryant estate. It's an exclusive type deal. And I knew, I didn't know exactly how much, but I knew that puppy was going to go for a lot because there are people in this business these days that'll go up there, buy it, and get ready to sit on it until he's ready to play. Well, I actually happen to know the guy that purchased it. Really? Yes. Yeah. He's a Texas fan. I would imagine. Yes, yes. Um, and so it's very interesting uh, to, to watch this transpire. I, I talked about that last night a little bit on the live stream uh, on Sunday night. But, uh, yeah, uh, the the I think that it's important for folks to know that Arch Manning's not making the money on this. It's going to, to uh, and neither is Panini for that matter, it's going to uh, charity. Exactly, uh, thought, exactly. Yeah, I thought that was a great thing. All right, before I move on and, and talk about Kobe Black, the news you broke yesterday, Colin Simmons, Zena Umi Ozulu, want to say thank you to our sponsor, uh, our blue chip sponsor, by the way, Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. She's over at the Andy Allen team there. Contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com or 512-784-0505. If you're moving to, from, or within the Austin area, Laura is the person you want to call. She's a real estate expert, been doing it uh, for a number of years there in Austin. That's Laura at andyallenteam.com. We appreciate her sponsorship of every morning, uh, every Monday's roundup. Uh, Justin, let's go on to some news you broke uh, yesterday evening, uh, and that is Kobe Black, the cornerback out of Waco Connolly. Uh, he has uh, visited Texas on Friday, kind of slipped under the radar for most everybody. You guys broke the story last night. Um, he also went to visit AM over the weekend. Where is this recruitment sit right now as we're talking, you know, July 30th or July 31st, excuse me, uh, on uh, Monday morning? Uh, after this weekend, I feel as strongly about Texas and Kobe Black as I did when I put in my RPM pick a couple months ago. I think they've got a great relationship, a great connection. I think. The fact that Kobe and his dad were able to come up and have one-on-one -on -one time, they spent almost half the day with Sark one-on-one, -on -one, just going over what he what he would do, what he would bring. Um, you know, Sark wanted to make sure that Kobe understood, I know you're going to AM on Saturday, so I have to see you on Friday. I have to see you. They want to connect. They want to make sure Kobe understands he is the priority DB on the board right now. They want to make sure Kobe understands how important he is to this class. And something that his, his father, who I spoke to last night, Keith Black, brought up, it was an interesting point. Him and Colin Simmons are closer than I think I, than I, think I knew or think I realized. Um, obviously, all these guys know each other. They, they cross paths from camps, seven-on-seven seven basketball, AAU stuff. But Kobe and Colin actually talk. And what's funny is Keith told me, 
I think they talk more than he lets on to me. <laughs> you talk about the dad. He's like, I, I think they're trying to keep some secret from me. <laughs> and so um, I, I thought that was interesting, you know, because Collins coming off of his his trip, which we'll discuss from LSU as well. But um, Texas wanted to see him again. That's the most important thing. Kobe absolutely wanted to reciprocate that. And so they uh, they, they went up there. A&M, they enjoyed the A&M trip. You know, Kobe's gotten close to Coach Rushing. They, they've built a relationship for well over a year now. And so A&M, I asked Keith about A&M, kind of where their place was in this recruitment. And he said, you know, A&M's always been in the mix. They've always had a decent relationship with, with, with Kobe, and they've always, you know, been pretty upfront and cool with him. And so I think he enjoyed that A&M trip as well. But like I said, I, I think Texas is, continues to be in a really, really solid position with Kobe uh, heading into the month of, of August. Yeah, Justin, did, did uh, Keith, his dad, give you any sense of a timeline for a decision from Kobe? Oh, and also real quick, Keith did not attend College Station, did not go with him to Texas A&M. It was just Kobe and his mother. Um, no, we talked about a timeline. Um, I, you know, we talked about this before. Kobe doesn't necessarily have to push forward with his time. Like he he's handled this recruitment very well. It's very, very seamless. And so there's no anxiety there. There's no rush. But according to his father, they are having conversations. They are having conversations about potentially making a decision in the next few weeks about potentially maybe getting to an announcement decision in the next couple of weeks. Uh, mainly, you know, the, Keith and his and, and, and his wife just want Kobe to to have to enjoy his senior year. He's going to be an early enrollee, and so they want him to sort of just it, it, go ahead and get the decision out of the way, so he can be an eight, a regular eighteen year old. Well, he's actually still seventeen; he won't turn eighteen until next year. Um, they want him to be a regular seventeen year old and and try to enjoy that. And and I think and remember we talked to, to Keith before. I think Kobe had had a sense going into the summer where he wanted to go. This 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 last couple of months was him kind of figuring that out, maybe uh, co-signing that in his mind to make sure he's making that right call. I think that the family knows where he wants to go, and I think the family would like a decision sooner. But that's going to be up to Kobe. Kobe's going to make that call, and and that'll be something that we cover and, and stay on. All right. Uh, thanks for that update on Kobe Black. Speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Justin, uh, Sam Spiegelman, our colleague at On3, put in a on uh, an On3 RPM for Wardell Mack uh, out of uh, Marrero, Louisiana, another defensive back that Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon are targeting. He actually, Mack actually made the visit to Florida this weekend, right. did not go to LSU, uh, what is the latest you're hearing and what we're hearing on that recruitment as well? The latest there is it feels like LSU is third, which is just crazy for an in-state talent like that in, down in, in, in the Pelican State. I think LSU might be third. This looks like it's a Texas-LSU battle, I mean, Texas-Florida battle. And listen, he likes Florida. He likes Florida a lot. And so I'm not surprised that he made his way back down there. Um, this is one where Terry Joseph's going to have to put on the boxing gloves and throw hands because this is an SEC battle. This is what the recruitments you need. Texas fans need to get accustomed to. Uh, if you're going to go hunting in this, in this area, you got to do that. And I think Wardell's built a great bond with Texas. I think there's something there. I, I really do. I'm not sure. Can't exactly put my finger on it, 
but it feels like he's been trending away from LSU for months now. And I think we're starting to see movement in that regard. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. They got another deb- defensive back over the weekend to commit. It's like they have a half dozen already. But I, let's talk Let's talk another player that was visiting uh, LSU this weekend that uh, every Texas uh, player or every Texas fan probably knows the name of. That's Colin Simmons, the uh, five-star edge prospect out of Duncanville. He made his way down to Baton Rouge uh, over the weekend. Did not go to Texas A&M as some had thought he might. Uh, so what, what's uh, the very latest on uh, the nation's number one defensive end? Yeah, very quiet coming out of um, Baton Rouge. Colin Simmons. And what's what's unique in that recruitment is if you check LSU sites, there are virtually no updates. And that's that's a tell. That's a big tell. Um I think Texas and Colin, since the official visit, had. I think Texas has been the team to beat since the end of that official visit. I think in this position, they, you know, it's Texas and LSU have been jockeying for position for a year now, whereas LSU a year from a year ago was would, would be considered the team that's a little higher up. Right now, um, I still love where Texas sits. You know, Colin hinted the other day on Twitter about potentially. Um, you know, coming up with a decision soon or an announcement for a decision. I still think that's the case. Uh, he was down in Baton Rouge with some Duncanville buddies, Caden Durham, tailback, 2024, uh, DeCorian Moore, best receiver in the state of Texas, regardless of class, 2025. And he's still, there, there's not a whole lot from him coming out of that visit. There's not a, he's not saying a whole lot. And so, um, you know, Colin's one of those unique kids. You just kind of have to pay attention every day. You kind of have to keep updated every day because he moves the needle, Bobby. He is the most important prospect in the 2024 cycle for this Texas class. They need edge impact guys in the worst way. Colin fits that in the worst way or in the best way, rather. And Colin knows he's got that impact coming to Austin. Whereas at LSU, there's edge guys there already. You 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 play early. He probably he's definitely going to play early no matter where he goes. But there's not a need, so to speak, like it is in Texas. And I think he likes that. I think he likes knowing. You know what? I might be the missing piece. They've got five stars at virtually every other position except mine. And I really think Colin, and not to mention his family, has really embraced Texas from the from the mother all the way through. That, that there's a true family connection with the Texas staff. And I think that is probably the biggest factor for Colin in Texas right now. All right. I want to mention and talk to you about Zena Umiozulu next, another uh, defensive line edge recruit that Texas is hot and heavy on. Uh, but before I, and then I also want to ask you some questions uh, before we get to uh, two days away with uh, the fall camp op- opening on Wednesday. Uh, Justin, I, I want to say thank you first to our sponsor, Laura Baker, over at Keller Williams Realty. Uh, contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com, 512 784 0505. 
A great thing about Laura, if you're moving to, from, or within Austin, she's got tons of experience, been doing this for years, uh, and knows it like the back of her hand. Uh, contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com if you want excellent service uh, from your real estate expert uh, that actually knows what she's talking about in the area. All right, uh, Justin, uh, let's talk about Zena Umiozulu uh, because this is another edge prospect that Texas has identified early, but he hasn't gone easy. He's got OU and A&M also knocking on the door, went to A&M this weekend. Uh, what's the situation with this recruitment? Is it close to playing out or is it one of those? We just don't know yet. We just don't know yet. Let's be honest. We just don't know. You know, Zena's stretching this out a little bit. He's stretching this out a little bit. And, I, you know, he's he's more than entitled to do that during the process of his recruitment. It doesn't have to go the same path of his brother. And Zena's been pretty non-dramatic. He, he's a low-key kid. He's a great kid. Matter of fact, um, but it's safe to say that that family wants to see if NATO's going to play in 2023. You and I mentioned this, I believe, last week, and, and I think that still rings true. Zena, and what's funny is Zena's going to hit AM and OU because those are the other schools that are really pushing, you know, the, the, the key rivals for Texas in that regard. And so, you know, Zena's having some fun with it. I would tell Zena, you know, take your time. Enjoy the process. Take your visits. Understand what de-recruiting is, because that could that could be something you learn in the next six to nine months. Well, I, let's be clear: his his brother Neto did not decide until the eleventh hour, right? Well, uh, actually, technically, his brother didn't really commit. His brother put out a tweet or a post that <laughs> looked like he committed. Everyone assumed he did. And he was just said, okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, it's his, you know, Zena's got his own path. Oklahoma and AM are keeping him, you know, you know, keeping him there. But I think Texas still holds the cards. I think, I think he still wants to go to Texas. He has been in Austin as much as any other 2024 prospect. There's it. a connection there too. He loves PK. Remember, I told you him and Jeff Choate had started talking a few months back, and and they started clicking as well because Zena is going to have to play some middle linebacker in high school this year at 6'4", 228 pounds. So it, it, we just don't know. We just don't know, Bobby. Let's be honest. I, I think it's still open ended, but it, it, I'd still give the I, if I was going to say he's leaning, tilting. I wouldn't say he's leaning anywhere, but he's tilting. I'd still give a little bit to Texas. Got it. All right. Let's talk a little football now, Justin. I appreciate all those recruiting updates. Uh, Longhorn start spring, uh, fall camp. Gosh, I said spring camp. Fall camp in two days. A couple of things you're looking for out of the gates from Steve Sarkeesian's team. I want to know what the interior O-line looks like early. I want Man, to know what kind of every, one of, every one has been talking about that. Not just you, but Ian is, is really high on that. Uh, Jerry, Eric, we, we've all been talking about Paul Wadlington as well. Ian and I talked about that at length the other night. Yeah, it's it's something I'm curious. I want to know where Cole Hudson's going to play, if he's going to be the right guard or if he's going to be the center. And, you know, I think he needs to be some one of those spots, especially early on. Too much, too much experience, too much potential. And, and plus, you know, I know DJ had heard DJ had gotten his cast off of his wrist. So I know that they're trying to work him back in a little bit. The second thing I'm looking for, and this is something Joe and I discussed, who's going to be wearing a green jersey the first few games, first few practices? Because I feel like we're going to see a few. 
if it's going to be Jalen Catalan, it's going to be an Isaiah Naylor. You know, who who's going to be that guy that, that that's wearing that? I think that's going to tell us. You know, that's not something that's you know you have to know. You know, you know throughout the course of camp, but first few days, that's what I'm looking for. You know, I want to see that. Um, on defense, I want to see how they're rotating the corners, especially the field side. I uh, know the boundaries field. Yeah, field side. I want to see how they're with, with, with Brooks and with Holmes. I want to see what that rotation looks like. I want to see who they're rotating in with with um, Jalen Catalan at that at, at that at that boundary safety. And plus, I want to see um, if Jalen Gilbo's healthy. Is he going to be the backup? at nickel and star for, you know, for Johnny Barron, where at the same time, you've got a Michael Taffy who can play three or four different spots back there. And we know how much Sart really likes that kid. So there's that, that's just a handful of things I'm looking for early on. Uh, you know, I'm going to miss the mullet, but, you know, <laughs> but I guarantee you that 120 degree heat index head of his isn't uh, once he puts that helmet on. Um, I, I just, I feel like, the vibe that we have seen and reported from spring and from summer is going to carry over. I think the first practice on Wednesday is going to be fun. I can't wait to be there. There's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to, Bobby. Let's think about this when Green Jersey. You mentioned A.D. Mitchell, Isaiah Nayor, Jalen Catalan. Two others that have not been mentioned but did not participate in a lot of spring. Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson. Now you don't. I don't think the, either one of them will be in the green jersey as of now. Right. Well, I think Robinson. Yeah. Right. But well, I mean, he was stra- he had a strained um, hammy, I think, during during uh, spring. When they right. To it. My question is, you know, any of those backs not ready to go because that immediately starts accelerating somebody we think like Cedric Baxter. So. That's uh, the natural. That's the natural course. You're yeah. right, and that that's another position that we're going to be looking forward to Wednesday when we get out there, brother. Yep, no, no doubt. All right, Justin, I'll see you in Austin on Wednesday uh, for uh, Justin Wells of Inside Texas. I'm Bobby Burton. By the way, right now we have a absolute steal: uh, one dollar for one month on Inside Texas. We're giving this stuff away. Yeah, it, I mean, long story short, uh, all of our practice reports. Uh, from this month, coming month, for just $1. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, you, you're going to get a better deal than that uh, or $75 for an entire year at InsideTexas.com. Give us a chance. Uh, if you've never uh, subscribed before, one month for just $1 on InsideTexas.com. All right, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been Monday's Roundup on Texas Football.